0: This is the Horse Radio Network.
1: Greetings, everyone. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily, episode 1391, brought to you by Purina Omega Match, where Mary Schwenker from Dry Rum Farm Eventing in Virginia weighs in on why you should consider auditing clinics and how to get the most from your time at the rail. Mary is an ICP Certified Instructor Level 2, a United States Pony Club A graduate, and holds USDF Bronze and Silver medals. Hey, listen up, horse owners. If your horses can't get out on green grass for their daily dose of Omegas, Purina's got you covered. The Purina team of Ph.D. equine nutritionists have two new products that are rich in omega-3 fatty acids and taste better than many other sources. We're looking at you, fish oil. Try the new Purina Omega Match Timothy-based Ration Balancer or ahi Flower Oil Supplement and see for yourself why these are among some of the best omegas that nature offers. It takes science and love together, each pulling their weight to help your horses live their best lives. Put our research to the test at purinamills.com slash Match. And thank you again, Mary Schwenker, for coming on the show and telling us, giving us some handy-dandy tips that are great take-homes, useful. Thanks again.
0: Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I, I love that you even asked me. It's wonderful.
1: I'm thrilled to have you come on the show and and give us these things because it's just, it's practical. It's every day. You can use it. There's nothing hoity-toity or foofy about it. great. (laughs) No foof here. No foof. Um, No foof. No foof. One of the the things that uh, is very, very popular, especially with amateurs who have full-time jobs and families to take care of, is go to a lot of clinics because riding instruction on a weekly or regular basis is not a great option for them. And sometimes you're riding at these clinics, but a lot of times we go and we audit and we try to gather what we can as an auditor because then we don't have to travel with our horse or maybe it's a lot less expensive to audit. So Mary, you do a lot of clinics and you also riding clinics with higher level riders and you also have regular weekly students that you teach. So I thought you'd be a great person to ask when you sign up to audit as a clinic, a how do I choose which ones to audit and B how do I get the most out of it? So I can really maximize my investment.
0: Well, um okay. I'm total clinic junkie. I said that in the last segment, but I just love teaching clinics. I love riding clinics. I love watching clinics. I audit clinics live and I audit clinics like on YouTube It's just one of my very, very favorite things to do. And I always feel like I come away with even just one new tool that I can add into my program and um, just makes my horses better, feel better as a trainer when I do that. So um, auditing, I would say it's great because like you said, you don't have to take your horse and a lot of times it's just much less expensive and you're able to sit. For me, I like to sit and just watch someone teach all of the levels and just really hone in. And I don't have to go worry about if he's like pulling on the trailer or needs a sip of water. I can just sit there, drink my coffee and just glue into how this instructor is, you know, dealing with each personality and their teaching style and, you know, how they problem solve for particular horses. And a lot of times you'll run into people that kind of have a theme that they use kind of throughout their training. And I find that just Absolutely fascinating, you know how different people approach different different problems. Basically, you know in their training. So um, one of the things I would say is get there early and um, really plan to sit there all day and really hone into each of the rider's um, levels and you know the exercises that the auditor uses. I always bring a book with me and I have catchphrase that somebody you know like. I'm trying to think of something good that somebody will use a catchphrase. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm going to steal that. And I'm going to teach that. I know one. This is the one that I use all the time. I went and I watched a clinic with Phil Stassen years ago. And she looked at a writer who was very, very tight and nervous. And she said, you need pudding, butt," And I'm like, <laughs> Putting butt! Oh, my God. <laughs> so honestly, God, every single one of my students has heard pudding, butt from me at competitions well, and we just crack up because it's not yeah. perfect.
1: It's perfect. And it you creates gotta, an extreme, it, there's a very vivid image that you get there. You can't deny that one. It's like, okay, I understand exactly I, what you mean there.
0: I, I know pudding, but who doesn't know pudding, but, but thank you for Dawson. Right. So, I mean, I'm always trying to steal little mid like that, that I can kind of like bring home with me. So, um, you know, I'm trying to think what else, um, lots of note-taking, um, lots of videoing. Um, I just went to a clinic when I watched, um, Kim Severinson teach for a day and Kim's a dear friend of mine. And it was just, it was so much fun to sit and watch her teach, but she had a horse in the clinic that was like, no way am I ever jumping that Liverpool. Thank you very much. And I'm like, oh, cause that can sink when you're teaching that can sink a group, right? Cause you have three that jump the Liverpool and one who's like, Mm-mm, not me. And it was so fascinating to see her approach with it. And she didn't get rowdy. She didn't start whipping the horse or anything like that. She's like, she took down the jump. She just left the liverpool there. And she said to the rider, he's going to stand in front of this liverpool until he changes his mind. And she went on and taught the other, you know, the other horses. And sure enough, the horse was like, hey, wait a minute, maybe I want to jump this. And he popped right over it. And that was done. And it was just, it was a very different approach than like someone would have maybe would have given the horse a lead or would have like kind of gotten after him. And it was, it was lovely to watch. So, you know, I'm like, oh, that's a great way to handle that, you know, like at home or in a clinic situation because you don't want to sink the rest of the, you know, the other riders who did jump the Liverpool. Right. So. Interesting. You know, so I felt like I came home with something like, oh, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I would say that often, even when I'm riding in clinic, my biggest like, oh, this is great. Those moments come when I'm watching, you know, like, yes, I'm getting help with my horse. And, you know, we might be solving a problem for this horse, but I might have another horse at home that I didn't bring because he wasn't quite ready because I can't fix this one problem and I don't want to show it in public yet. And somebody else will bring that problem and I'll watch that and I'm like, oh, well, I can fix it at home then. So I try and pay attention whether I'm writing or whether I'm organizing or whether I'm just auditing, like I pay attention to all of it because it's really useful. Um, I think one of the other things to think about if you go to audit would be to um, absolutely be, Able to ask questions, but know when to ask the question. Like you don't want to like butt in in the middle of their like session with riders and be like, "Hey, what do you think of?" <laughs> right But between groups, most most clinicians that I've run into are incredibly um, easy to approach, and you can say, "Hey, when you were dealing with that chestnut horse." tell me why you did it that way and they'll tell you and they can tell you maybe like three other ways that they could have approached it too. Mm -hmm. So it's really useful that you just kind of be smart when you ask your questions, right? Especially when you're auditing. So you don't get, you know, somebody who's paid to ride and getting their time.
1: Yeah. One of the things I always wonder about is when you're, when you're going to a clinic as an auditor, because you mm-hmm. had spoke you talked about when you go as a rider, you want to make sure you pick the group that is in the appropriate level—not too high, not too yeah. low. You want to be right in the middle. To maximize trying. your your lesson money and your investment. Yeah. When you go to audit, should you be auditing only at your level, only above your level, only below your level? Does it matter? Oh, I would if I had the time. I audit
0: the whole thing. If you have less time, then obviously, you know, like at your level, right, would be probably the most useful. But a lot of times, you know, you think about it, even if you're one of the very top riders, a lot of the problems kind of are the same, right? So you may have resistance in the right rein at the beginner level, right? And that clinician going to work on it with those riders. But it may also be with your very top riders, like a lot of the problems they may be just smaller as right. the horse gets more advanced, right. but there's the same problem. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the approach, you may see the approach and the problem solving applied. I don't know, like larger, louder. Right. I don't know. Well, like the, the exercise, the exercise might be rider, different
1: at different right? levels. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You, if you have a if you have a three or a four year old off the track thoroughbred that's got resistance on the right rein, the exercises that you ask him to try are going to be a little bit different than than a training-level horse. But there are going to be commonalities, sure, I would think. Exactly, exactly. So if you have the time,
0: I would say watch the entire day, especially if you're paying. Some of the clinics you have to pay to audit. Mm -hmm. So definitely if you're paying to audit, you want to sit and watch the entire day. Um, and the other thing I do is, I think this is important, whether you're riding in a clinic or whether you're auditing a clinic, come with an open mind. And even if you're like, oh, my gosh, I would never do it that just watch. Keep your thoughts open, because it may not work for you on that horse you're sitting on or that horse you have back at the barn today, but it might work tomorrow, that approach, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever tool that clinician's using. Or it may work on another horse. You know, so a lot of when you're teaching, like, it comes from all of your past experience, yep. right? So everybody's got a different past experience. So, you know, I always I always say, like, just keep that mind open. Listen to my words. Don't come like, like, yep. oh, no, I could never do it that way. I think Isn't that, that is her? the
1: biggest mistake people make when they go to clinics as an, an auditor and especially as a rider. When they come in mm-hmm. and you can tell... They had a plan. They were going to accomplish X, Y, and Z in the clinic. Mm -hmm. And then the clinician comes in and says, hmm, this is what your plan for your clinic Mm -hmm. is going to be. And you can tell. They went, no, 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 no. That's not what my plan was. (laughs) Right. And you're really shortchanging yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and so you know, that I think it happens at, in the dressage clinics a lot too. You know, you you go in there and you're like, "Oh, I want to show you my flying changes," and they're like, "Really? We're going to work on quality of canter," and you're a little disappointed. Yeah, but you because know, you're, you well, that's why your canter. flying changes
1: aren't working, honey. <laughs> <laughs> we need to take a step back. So there you go. So they've
0: already kind of drilled into your problem. Because yep. you don't have quality of canner Yeah, right? they've, al- so, they've already
1: seen the base of the problem, and if that doesn't get fixed, all the flying change practice it, in the world isn't going to help. In the help. world,
0: right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, once yeah, again, Mary,
1: almost... tons of take-home stuff, really practical <laughs> things to, to take home with us and make useful to make our riding lives better. For someone who wants to stalk you appropriately online, find out about the yeah. clinics that you do, the teaching that you do, where your farm is, etc., where can That's they that. do that?
0: Uh, on Facebook. So and the name of the Facebook page is Mary Schwentger. Very simple.
1: There we go. And people can go on there and they can hit the like button yep. and follow you and uh, you see what yep. you're up to all year round.
0: Yes. And if you want a clinic or come for lessons, you can always get me through the messenger on Facebook.
1: There so. we go. Well, there you have it. Thank you again to the sponsor of today's tip. Purina Omega Match. You can find out more at slash Omega Match. Find links to today's topics at horsetipdaily.com. And this is Coach Jen, and I will be back again soon with another tip. So until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements made by guests on the Horse Tip Daily. Please use your own judgment when listening to the tips on this show.